0: Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us and help us to be followers of you. This we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Have you ever heard anyone say, you know, what goes around comes around. Maybe you've even said that. Or you've heard other people say that. Or um, the way my grandmother would have phrased it would have been, they're going to get their upcomings. (laughs) And so we as a society, and, and maybe for... Many, many years as a people, we have had this thought, even though maybe you've never really thought of it in this way, we had this underlying thought that has said, if bad things happen to you, you must have done something wrong in order for that to have happened. We may not sit here today and say, right, that's not really what I meant, but that's sort of what we say. And as Christians in today's world, I think we need to be incredibly upset about that kind of pop theology. Because Jesus in our gospel today is very clear about something. Jesus in our gospel today is being asked a question about the horribleness of Pilate mixing blood with the Galilean sacrifice and these Galileans that had perished. And Jesus asked the question, do you think they were worse off than all the other Galileans? And his answer was, no. But unless you repent, you will perish too. Now, it's important for us to realize that Israel was divided you had the people who lived in Jerusalem, and you had the people who lived in, the, in Galilee, and they weren't like one church, if you will. They were different sects. And the people in Galilee, the people in Galilee, were sort of out there. They were sort of a little more progressive, or may, maybe out there on the edge somewhere. And the people in Jerusalem weren't so sure about them, and so. It was as if someone was trying to bait Jesus. And so Jesus then turns the tables and he says, And what about the, those that died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them in Jerusalem? Do, do you think they're any worse off than all the others in Jerusalem? No. But unless you repent you will perish too. Now, I think it's important to realize that I do not believe that Jesus is saying that bad things happen to these people because they were sinning, but he was saying that you need to turn your life. You need to turn your life and make sure that you are following the path that God is leading us on, that God has called each of us on, that God is calling us to follow. And as Christians, we're called to be followers of the risen Christ, to follow Jesus. But it's so easy for us to want to say, well, because I must have stumbled and I've done something bad, therefore, this is what's happening in my life. And if Jesus were here today, he would say, no, you're not any worse off than anybody else. But repent. Make sure you are following me. Make sure that you're following the promises of God. And then he tells him this parable about the fig tree. Now, I remember when I was in middle school and high school, I loved to go outside and to do work. Now that may sound odd, but it wasn't work to me. It was I got to play with what I called toys, and my dad made sure that he didn't. No, don't tell your mother they're toys. They're tools. We need them. And I got to play with power stuff. And it was fun. And every spring I got to take the Troy built tiller and work the garden and the soil was beautiful and it was wonderful and then one year my dad had the brilliant idea that we were going to double the size of the garden and so we sort of cut it up and he said just go through and till it up grass and all we'll take care of it and so i'm working through it and for the first couple of years i'm like dad this It's, nothing wants to grow here. It's horrible. You know, it's not, the dirt's not as good. He goes, it'll be all right. We have to give it time. And every year, he would say, let's just throw stuff on there. You know, and it might have been manure, but it would have been straw, and it would have been, you know, the other plants that we had cut down and stuff, just compost kind of things to put on the soil. And he goes, let's make sure we turn it up. And every year we do that. And before I knew it, that soil was as good as the soil that had been the original garden. And that soil was growing things as well as the other garden. And that's what Jesus' parable is about, isn't it? The owner plants a fig tree and of course the fig tree is not producing fruit and he just wants to immediately cut it down. Sort of Like me and dad, I'm tired of tilling this up. It doesn't work. But the gardener says, give me time. Let me dig around it, put some manure on it, and let's see if it produces fruit. If we compare the fig tree to you and to me, sometimes things in our life we, might, we may need a little stinky stuff around our roots, huh? Sometimes we're not quite growing and producing the fruit as, if, as we should be, and we need to have that soil tilled around us and us taking care of it. And guess what? That's exactly what happens when we come and we're in God's house and we hear the word of God. And we come to God's table and we are fed. We are nourished with body and blood, bread and wine. We are nourished and and fed and so that we can be children of God who are going to follow the risen Christ and children of God who are going to bear fruit for all of God's children. But yet, I don't know about you, but I know it's true in my life, sometimes... I need a little bit more I stumble I trip and notice notice I said I like to play with the power equipment I didn't like to go pull the weeds I didn't want to do that I just wanted to play and sometimes We have those weeds that pull up and grow up around us and they need to be pulled and they need to... And and as you know, if you're pulling a weed and you just yank it and you leave the root in the ground, it's just going to come back. You have to dig and pull the root and all and get it out. And so we too have those issues in our own lives where we stumble and have fallen short of the glory of God. But yet, we are given the promise of new life because even though we have stumbled, Jesus says what? You're not any worse off. Turn and follow God. Don't go on your own path. Turn and follow God. Isaiah tells us the same story in a little different way. Isaiah reminds us about all who are hungry and thirsty. He goes, come to the water. Without money or without price, come. Come to the Lord. God is there for each of us and guides us, and all we need to do is come and be fed and nourished by the promise of our Lord all we need to do is to hear the gift of God in our life and come and as people and children of God as we come forward and we hear and we hear the word of God as we are fed we are able to go out in God's world we're able to go out and to share the goodness of God with all people to make disciples, to live faithfully, to serve others. We're able to go into the world and help others come to know as the Holy Spirit works in and through us to come to the gifts and promises of God that we have first come to know. The gifts of God. What kind of digging needs done around your fig tree? right now? What kind of digging needs to be done to loosen the soil so that plants can get in and feed your roots? What kind of digging needs to be done so that the Word of God not only grows deep into your roots but comes out and bears fruit for others to see? What kind of digging do you need to do today so that as I forgiven child of God, you can go in his world. Open your hearts to the promise of God. Let God in. Let the promise of the risen Christ be in your life today. And as you come forward, let this Let this time and every time be an opportunity for you to grow, to be fed and nourished by his body and blood. Let's go together. Let's go and proclaim. In the name of Christ, amen.